to Wattcast. I'm Charlene Gianetti, editor of Woman Around Town. Starting your own business is a dream pursued by many people each year. The idea of being your own boss, building something that just might be the next big thing, is a temptation few people can resist. Have you thought about becoming an entrepreneur? If so, what are some of the things you need to know before you get started? Well, today we're going to talk to someone who can give you insight on some of the questions that you have. Jason Beduccio is a writer and entrepreneur who has worked across many industries, such as marketing, multimedia, and professional development. He uses a combination of streetwise strategy, philosophy, and humor to identify and help increase value in people's lives and in their businesses. He's working on his second book, and I know you'll be interested in this, called How to Start Your Own Business, Even If You Don't Know How. That pretty much sums it up for a lot of us, I'm sure. In this book, he will combine resourceful information with his usual brand of inspiration to help others find their path to financial self-sustainability. Jason, it's so nice to have you here today to talk with us about starting a new business. It's great to be talking to you, Charlene. According to Bloomberg, 8 out of 10 entrepreneurs who start businesses fail within the first 18 months. That means 80% of new businesses don't even make it to the two-year mark, yet yet people young and old continue to launch new businesses. Why? What's the lure? Well, you know what that, that statistic means is that it means 20% do succeed, right? Um, I think you have to be a little bit uh, optimistic or hopeful if you're starting a business or if you're thinking about it, um, what's the lure? The lure is that uh, I think it's two things right now. One is uh, necessity is really driving the market because people need work and they need extra money, if, even if they have work. So they're looking to start their own business. Uh, and then there's a, a whole segment of, of people that are starting businesses born out of their passions. So um, there's really different ways to approach it. Um, I don't think there's any one answer and it doesn't matter which it is for you. I think a combination is actually the best. Um, but I, I would worry less about that. And I would think of business now more less in terms of a statistic and how long you can stay in business, but how much how much you can achieve uh, achieve of your goals. That's the real what are your goals? If your goal is to uh, make money, then do you make that money? If your goal is to produce something wonderful, do you produce that? And I think these are the metrics the new metrics rather than uh, thinking about how long you're in business. Uh, that being said, it's great to keep something good going. But you would hope that in this day and age, um, if something is really good, it will keep going. Um, I think it's all about finding a solution and it's less about starting a business, figuring out what that solution is, um, really refining that solution. Who is it for? And these are the things I think uh, that make for better um, starting points than statistics of what businesses fail and what don't. That will take care of itself. You only need to be the business that succeeds. So I, I would uh, tell any listeners to not be swayed by statistics. So Jason, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, you still have to have that presence on the internet and in social media. Is that correct? Yes. In this day and age, Charlene, uh, well, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you don't have um, the internet. So uh, that shows you how important it is. The 
the internet's um, important to every business now, whether you have a presence or an actual business on the internet. Um, what what that means is that for it means many things for a lot of people, but it means for the the entrepreneur that you can have access to market segments that you didn't have before. That's the most obvious uh, thing that I think people look at. But it also means you can collect information on your um, target audience. I often tell people to start a newsletter. You know, you don't have to start with this huge web presence. Start a newsletter if you really have a passion, especially if you that's the that's the reason for your business. And not only will that help you to kind of refine your idea for the business, you'll be collecting so-called customers or, or potential customers, at least, in your followers. Right. That's right. So when we talk about someone starting a new business, we think of a sole proprietor, you know, somebody doing it alone. Uh, but actually, you need a team. Is that right? You need somebody to... You need other people to help you. So what are those people that you need on your team? I think you do need a team. I think what, what you have to think of, think of the functions of the business, first of all. Um, you need, you or somebody else needs to handle accounts. You need to handle the accounts as they come in. You need to sell, so you need to handle sales, and you need to handle the accounting when uh, payments are made. So I think, and to make payments, obviously. So those are the three areas that you either need to partner with somebody or a service. There's plenty of services now that do these, these things. Um, although sales is a little trickier. Um, but I think you, you should also look at it, even if you can't afford to start with this kind of team, get a board of advisors, you know, offer them, uh, lunch, if you have to, if, but most people, if they're your friend and you know them and they're, they have an expertise that's helpful, um, let them be somewhat of a, of a partner. You know, at least then you have ideas um, bouncing around from diff- different people and not just listening to the own, your own ideas all the time, which I think is, is not something I would recommend. I think you, you need to have other people uh, that you could talk to, even if you are a sole proprietor. Sole proprietorships are fantastic. I know a lot of them uh, go on for many years because you can you can get along with yourself. But I think um, you do need to find what you're going to do well. Look at your competencies, and then look at the competencies that you need to make up. Um, and I often bucket them in the three buckets I said at the beginning of this, um, which are handling, sales, accounting, and account. Right, and I, I'm thinking that a lot of people probably start businesses with uh, coworkers that they got friendly with or just a good friend, and sometimes that might work out and sometimes it might not. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't suggest going into business with a friend, to be honest. I don't think that's the, the suggested way of doing it. I think you need to do two things if you do go into business with a friend. I think you need to make sure that you're willing to lose that friendship, um, which is <laughs> I'm not so sure of something that you're 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 going to be friends with people who you're willing to lose that friendship. But you have to face facts that um, you now have another a third party in this relationship, and that is the, the business. So um, I don't recommend that necessarily. But if it happens, make sure you put everything in writing. Right. So, uh, Jason, do you think all businesses should be incorporated? Should you set up a corporation or an LLC? And how do you figure all of that out? This is the $1 million question. I think you have to consider um, 
the classification of your business, obviously for tax purposes, um, but also for liability reasons. If you ha- if you have assets, Charlene, um, I tell people always to talk to a lawyer. I tell everybody to talk to a lawyer, but not everybody can afford one. And if you can't, um, look up resources online. Look up information even and and contact people at score.org. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're, that's a great organization. They they can align you with mentors and with professionals that can give you the best advice. But really, it's about not being liable personally for something should the business encounter an issue. So um, obviously a very important thing, and I think it should be taken very seriously. But if you have a business that you're doing out of your home and it's not something that you feel is is really that big yet you're just kind of really starting small unless you're selling food products which i don't recommend doing without proper licenses and uh protection but i think if it's if you're if you're making sweaters or t-shirts or something i think you're perfectly fine to just be a sole proprietorship and and uh handle things yourself without incorporating not everybody has to incorporate that is something that uh people should know it's if you'll you should look into it and understand it, though, from the very beginning so that you know when to. Well, I think that's really good advice. So, Jason, sometimes we hear people say, you know, if you have a hobby or there's something that you really love to do, that's the business you should start. Is that good advice? It can be. Hobbies can make great businesses if I think um, you look at them as a business. If you continue to look at it as a hobby that you hope makes money, makes a bit of money here and there. Um, I think that's what you'll end up with. Um, I don't often, unless it's a really unique idea, um, they don't often, um, the hobbies are hard to monetize, I find. But if you have a hobby that happens to be uh, designing software, <laughs> then obviously you're, you're in uh, for a bit more success. I think you really have to look at it, though, and, and ask yourself, do you think you can monetize it? Um, do you mind if it changes? Because businesses do. And if your hobby starts to become something, your business starts to become, become something different than what you started with, are you going to be okay with that? Um, you have to watch out to, for being too emotionally attached to decisions, especially creative decisions. Um, you really need to look at it uh, both from that point of view, but now also from the point of view of making money. So it's a difficult thing. I don't uh, think people should avoid it, but just be aware that what you're doing is is you're taking something you love <laughs> and you're putting it out there for sale, and that's kind of the gist of a hobby, I guess. And so, you know, you have to have very thick skin. You have to be able to separate yourself from the passion. Um, but on the other hand, that that drive will help you most definitely. Uh, people who really love what they do. Now, that's different from a hobby, but people who really Hopefully, about a, if you're passionate about a hobby, um, yeah, that transfers into the business world, and that can be uh, that can really make for success. Um, so, if you, I think, like anything, Charlene, to answer your question, you really just have to be aware. You know, think about it. Um, think about it, kind of uh, objectively. Try to separate yourself from it. And I think that's something. Being self-aware is the best thing I can, best advice I can give to somebody who wants to start a business. Being self-aware. Um, can make or break you in the business world. So it's something that everybody should be uh, thinking of. Well, I know one of the things that always stops people when they're thinking about starting a new business is the idea of writing up a business plan. 
especially if you're thinking of going out there and looking for financing, you know, or appearing on Shark Tank or something. I mean, you feel like you need to put something on paper and that task becomes overwhelming. So is having a business plan always a necessity? I think if your example is to go on Shark Tank, you probably want to have a business plan. I think, um, let me just say having a business plan is fantastic. If you have the option to have a business plan, as long as it's the right business plan. Um, that's the most important thing. It's not to have the business plan. It's to have the right business plan. Um, and that takes work. And even then, it's not, about, it's not about having the business plan. It's about making the business plan. Because in making the business plan, you're going to think of all areas of your business in a thorough manner. And you're going to think about those in relation to your goals. And that's, that's going to be what bodes for your success. It's not about having the plan. That being said, Charlene, you can also start a business without a business plan. I think if you, uh, at minimum, put down on a piece of paper, and I say doing that because I think the act of writing it out is really helpful, um, what is it, what, what unique value proposition are you offering and to whom, to what's the audience, what is the audience? Um, try to figure that out. It, even if you're selling, again, I use the example of you're selling sweaters uh, out of your home, um, that starts to color the way you make those sweaters and the way you interact. Um, from there, you will start to naturally think of your business in ways in which you would do so in making a business plan. So I'm a big fan of doing it. I don't think you need to wait to have a business plan. I don't think you should wait. But if you're looking for for financing, if you're looking for a real startup kind of business where you're talking about, uh, more than let's say $50,000 or, or even $10,000, let's, uh, I guess to be fair, it's, it could be, uh, it doesn't. The amount of money doesn't really matter, but it it is it is uh, important if you're looking for investors. So, um, do make a business plan, yes, but don't wait to make one. If you're um, don't wait to start business if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. So you know, I keep hearing this one phrase that there's riches in niches, and. Is that sort of a fancy way of saying that, uh, you know, you need to narrow your audience or target a specific audience? It is. Yeah. There's, there's so many people in the, in the marketplace these days that it's almost a necessity to really drill down and find your, um, target audience. And when you talk about target audience, there's different types of, of, of audience segmentation. But I think for the, start for the starting beginner entrepreneur or even just for the the average entrepreneur um just start with your your most passionate customer um if you were making star trek that would be the trekkies that would be the people who go to your conventions those are your customers um you can work out from there and you can have more customers and everybody who i talk to who starts a business usually tells me that the business is or the product is for everybody. Um, and that's the, that's the goal. We all have that goal, including Google and Facebook, but nobody's achieved it. Um, and so I think it's, you know, to be, to be serious, it's, it's something where you're looking at the customer and their needs over and over and over again should be your lifelong uh, drive if you're going to be in business for yourself. Think of the solution that you propose to the customer and why they should want it, and always be refining that solution. Um, and by doing so, you really have to ask a lot of questions about the customer, which I think is great. So yes, niches. When you're in a niche, 
find a niche within a niche. <laughs> um, it often leads to money, but also be open to widening that niche. I should say, I, I want to add that. Um, I think, uh, it's great to start in a niche and then work out. I think we see this in so many, I mean, Amazon started with books and then they worked out. I think enough said. That, that's good advice, Jason. So tell us a little bit about the experiences that you've had starting a business. My experiences with starting businesses are my own and those of, I've observed. Um, starting with my own, um, I'll, I'll pick one. I started uh, two businesses, both creative uh, design agencies and um, solutions agencies, I like to call them. But, you know, the business world has its own terminology. So I, 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 I called it different things. But uh, essentially, we did marketing communications um, and uh, uh and solutions around PR. We didn't do PR, but um, I built those businesses because I was passionate at the time and I was young and I was doing it um, purely because um, I was interested in it. I was interested in kind of uh, street marketing um, as a young guy and, and uh, I was interested in, in graffiti artists and, 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 and people who were working for um, some of the people in the music business who were um, doing these cool events. And so to me, um, that was great. But it, again, you know, learn from it. I, I started as a passion, didn't really think about how to expand it. It was myself and two other people and, um, we didn't last, uh, but a couple of years. So that was one experience. Had an experience later on that was a bit more successful where I started a, a studio and then, uh, later sold it. But I also have a lot more experience in watching others. And, and that was something that I did for quite a while working with investors, startup investors, um, venture capitalists. Um, I was, uh, I was working at one time, uh, uh, with a group of venture capitalists who ran an event and the event was to have startups pitch. And I'm telling you, this is you getting uh, like a front row seat to the inner workings of, of business because here you have the people who have the power to make or break the, the startups and here you have the startups really working to find solutions, not just trying to get funding. These, these are startups that really worked hard on their solutions, put lots of passion, lots of hours, lots of work into it. And uh, to hear how far they were from getting where they thought they were. And I tell this to the audience, not because I want to say, <laughs> um, don't, don't dream. That's the opposite of what I, I would suggest. I think you should. But I think you also need to be looking with the other, uh, at least, uh, view uh, of the reality. And that is it's a difficult thing to start a business. Um, I think it uh, would be wrong to make it sound like a fun thing. This is not about fun. Um, that's why when we talk about hobbies and things, um, it's great. But I also think you really need to be serious. It's a job. At the end of the day um, – it's a job that you have to love or at least be passionate about. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to get over the hurdles. I think we all know what the hurdles are. There's many, right? Time, money, you, you name it after that. They're, they're numerous. Um, but I think it's really uh, helpful to be passionate. Right, right, right. Well, it is tough, but I think you know, you're right, Jason. If you stay focused and you're determined and you're passionate about it, I think you have you know, a great possibility that you're going to succeed. So you're working on this book to help other people start a business. Uh, why a book and what do you hope people will come away with? I wanted to put down on paper 
um, or I guess in, in pixels, uh, a, a systematic approach to starting a business when you think you don't know how. Um, what does that mean? That means um, if you're in Stanford Business School, you don't need this book. If you're um, a, a serial uh, startup investor or or uh, owner, you don't need this book. This is for uh, the the majority of people out there who are working in a day job or who are dreaming of turning something into a business who just don't know how and and think that the hurdles are so overwhelming that they can't do it. My message is you can do it, but it's going to take a lot of work. So I wanted to put that kind of that two, that one sentence into uh, into a, a series of chapters that you could follow along in to at least have a uh, a basic understanding of what it was going to take to to get your yourself into a situation where you were, were operating a business. Operating a business again is a little different from just um, I guess uh, being a freelance artist or 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 doing something you know, as a hobby, even if you're making money, I'm, I'm not saying those aren't businesses, but I think when I'm talking, what I'm talking about here is something that is a little bit more sustained. Um, something that you can actually one day, hopefully draw an income from that means you don't have to work for somebody else. I think that's the big goal. If you can do that, I think it's a, uh, businesses are a success. Um, because there's so many ups and downs. There's so many different ways to win. Um, the main thing is to stay in the game and keep believing in yourself. And it really is that simple, although it's really tricky. So for those of you out there, buy my book when it comes out to find out how to learn about yourself, even though you just have to ask. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wanted to put my book on, on, on record for those. And I also wanted to give it to people um, – as a Christmas gift, kind of, uh, as a joke, because I have a few people I know that wanted to start a business and keep saying that they don't because of this and that and this and that. So this is my way of saying, well, I wrote a book now do it. <laughs> Thank you, Charlene. And I'm Charlene Gianetti, editor of woman around town. And we've been talking to Jason Viduccio about starting a new business. So thank you for joining us.